Ready? Yep. One, two, three, four. Welcome to a new mini episode of the Sound Wizard Podcast. <laughs> well, that was fun. Uh, so we have today a very special guest. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Mike. Okay, uh, your name is Mike Lawton. You're the father of me, is that correct? Yes, yes. Okay, you got it on record now. I'm one of your co-creators. <laughs> uh, this is really exciting. We're here for Christmas, hanging out. Uh, we're in your office, which is yep. very nice. It's very nautical. Yes, very, very nautical blue. themed. Yep. Yep. Lots of boats and, and some storms and some avoidance of storms. Like <laughs> I like there's a wonderful picture of a man standing in an open doorway of a lighthouse with a world's largest, scariest... Uh, waves splashing around about it. to get the deluge yeah <laughs> sure uh, and um obviously you've known me my whole life mm -hmm. um what is uh, normally i ask people how they know me and that that usually has spawned some sort of story um but since you've known me my whole life why don't um do you have any uh any music related stories that you think should be shared on this it's funny because i had my uh, Spotify going a little while ago and 25 or 624 came on oh. in Chicago and it was on the James Taylor station so I'm not sure, exactly sure why that came on but it reminded me of a moment when you were a toddler we were living at, in uh, Longwood at Atherstone Court in that crazy sunken living room right pulled the TV brown, down on your brown carpet yeah real yep. gross brown shag carpet <laughs> and I remember that song came on and you stopped what you were doing it was like a a moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like I that. think it's on the high, on the A side. But um, it was like your music, that was your music. And you, <laughs> you were so tiny, I don't even think you were two years old. And, uh, you know, you started running around and you could tell this was going to be <laughs> your thing. It still is. All of a sudden, whatever elevator music we had on before was like, that's out the window. <laughs> this is going to be my deal. I remember thinking your little personality was so well formed even at the age of whatever, 19 months that you, you really clued in on that music. Still one of my favorite all-time favorite solos is the solo in 25 or 64. Yeah. Still not, not the only thing I've ever taken the time to try to play, but... It's really, uh, I think, I think what it is is that it's so dry and such, there's nothing really going on in that tone. It's just a raw guitar tone. It's so cool. Blisters so much. I do remember that. That was an iconic song for me. My, my, <clears throat> some of my earliest music memories, 
uh, aside from, you know, generally people playing music and stuff around, was, uh, you know, Saturday Chore Day started mm -hmm. with whatever song you were into at the moment that was your pump up the jam yeah, song. Yeah, get myself motivated. Yeah, 25 or 624 was one that always, it would really, it really bugged me because part of me as a child did not want to get up, did not want to go do chores, did not want to be excited about the day at all, you know, but I also really like that song, so I'd be like, oh, I do like this song. <laughs> it shows you how well music can be written because the lyrics are kind of silly. Yeah. If you ever listen to lyrics, they're like written on a napkin somewhere, <laughs> but the, the music is so good it does not matter what the lyrics are about. This The, the song is basically about trying to write a song and, and all night long, basically. Really? <laughs> if you listen to it, it's like, yeah, I'm, just, I'm giving up and writing my thoughts now, but this music is too good to wait any longer. Oh well, well, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, so what are we playing today? Why don't, you, why don't you say specifically, you know, obviously we're playing acoustic guitars, mm -hmm. but is this your guitar? Is this... These are my guitars. Very nice. Um, this is a Larave that you're playing, which is a really beautiful and expensive guitar. It sounds And then wonderful. I found the same woods... Yeah, it's got a, it's a, they call it a lap piano because it's so loud. Huh. Um, so I found the same model, look, woods, everything in a, in a guitar that costs 10% of that one. <laughs> nice. And it sounds almost just as beautiful. And this is my everyday, sit it in my office, make sure I pick it up and mess around with it a little bit. That's cool. And it's a Yamaha. And it's bulletproof. Yeah, it's a Yamaha. It's an old Yamaha, though. You can tell by the color of the Sitka spruce. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's probably late 80s. It's my something. favorite knock-around guitar as well. Yeah, yeah. And it can pick it on the boat, take it to camp, and doesn't matter if someone hurts it a little yeah. bit. <laughs> actually, my favorite knock-around guitar is actually your custom balladeer. Yeah. That I snapped. That one is really bad. That one's been in storms on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I had to empty the case of water one time. Really? Yeah, it's it was... got a crack down the middle. That yeah, I that's from I that, that storm. No, oh, really? Okay. I think it got swelled up in the in the, in the seawater. Yeah. I do remember one time that I, I was playing it in the garage and I had left it on top of the boat mm -hmm. and had left it unlocked and mm -hmm. opened. And then somebody grabbed it Maybe even me, I can't remember what it was, and it fell and like hit the ground. I felt so bad. Oh, was... it's been, it's been, <laughs> it's been. I like that guitar. It's, a, it's, a, I think, circa nineteen eighty one. It's a really, really old guitar. It's, it's really bulletproof though. Completely yeah. bulletproof. and it's got that really small neck, which is fun to play. Yeah. It's almost like electric, you know. <laughs> uh, well, um, you also had a twelve string in there. Is that fans? Yeah. Storage, very storing. nice. I like charging that. storage bad. fees for that. We almost did that, but it, we felt we would yeah, spend we'll all take an hour and a half to tune it. <laughs> yeah. it's, I think I tuned it drop down because it's easier on everything to huh. leave it down there. But then when you capo, it's like a off by a little bit. It's, yeah, it's yeah, it doesn't sound right. Yeah. Well, um, you know that we I I meet all sorts of different musicians, and on the on the larger episodes of the podcast, you know there are people who have really dedicated their life to being a musician, you know, whether that yeah. is a, an original artist or even just, a, you know, a session musician or something like that. There's a there's a spectrum there, you mm -hmm. know. Why don't you take a second and, and try to tell me where you are on that spectrum? Well, I remember the first time I started learning guitar, I was pretty bad at it. And then I met Ammon Stetz, and he could play really well, and I really admired him, and I was like, okay, I'm going to learn this better. And um, it was, it took all I could do to keep up with him. <laughs> and I think if someone's trying to learn, that's the way to go. Get yourself a buddy <laughs> that's much better than you, and just try to keep up with them. And that's where 
I started learning. But where I departed from him was my music was much more finger picky, like James Taylor and mm. that kind of thing. So, and he didn't, you know, because it, you know, that kind of stuff. He didn't play that. He played all of the flat pick. So I departed from him a little bit and did a lot of finger picking stuff. And you, you were, you know, you, you know, in my, my life through music, I spent some time going out on the road and, and, you know, touring and writing records and stuff like that. And, you know, you had some of that, you know, I, I do, I know of stories. I of very you. little of that. <laughs> you know, I, I used my to brother was way more talented and he did all that. He <laughs> well, did you that did, for years. I know that you at least played some shows, did like cover, you know, some cover tunes, stuff like yeah, that. I was in a band called Spy for, really? about, for about a minute. That's a pretty cool name. Yeah, it was, yeah. We played at the Barrel Pub in Altamont. It was, yeah, it was like the Terminal Tavern or something. It was, it was yeah, what, a bunch of what, just covers? Uh, yeah, we played, you know, whatever anyone could sing, you know. So, you know, I played, we played uh, a little JT and some Eagles and stuff like that. Very know? nice. But, I mean, the guitarists all wanted to play Van Halen and, you know, stuff yeah, yeah, that yeah. I couldn't sing very well. Yeah. It was a mishmash, but anyway, it was fun. That's we, funny. We, we, we got a little better collectively, I think, doing that. <laughs> a little, just little, a little just bit. <laughs> oh, I remember the first time we played the bar tab. It was just like that movie. The bar tab was more than what we played. <laughs> and there were so many clingers that said they were in the yeah, van. Yeah, like, yeah. You're not in the van. <laughs> oh, I helped you move the amp. Yeah. You know, so they were, everyone was drinking for free. It was, it was, it was a disaster. That's funny. Oh. Uh, so, you know, I, um, I started playing when I was... 10, uh, you know, I think it's probably a good episode to, to talk about my background in music mm -hmm. as it pertains, you know, and, um, Pepe. Yeah. So yeah. I, for, I think if it's right, is that my 10th birthday, I had saved some money and it, it through a stroke of genius or something else. Um, I had hit, I had gotten some money for my birthday and then I put it in a wallet and then hid the wallet in my room and lost it. Like I could not find it. I remember searching one day, like losing my mind and then assuming it is lost to gremlins and then getting some money for Christmas and then holding on to that money. And then for my birthday, the next year I found the wallet at some point and I was like, oh my gosh, I have, I think it was, I don't know how much it was, but it felt like maybe a hundred bucks or something like that or somewhere in the neighborhood of, of 75 to a hundred dollars. And, and we, I don't know. I don't know how excited I was. I don't actually know anything aside from just remembering that I was really excited that we were going to go get a guitar. But at some point, I had I had started playing or wanting to play guitar. Right? Mm -hmm. I had played some keyboard. We had a keyboard. You for had a while. Play, you played both. Right. Okay. And you played them really well. I mean, you, you he would teach you a piece and then you play it really quickly mm. like that was your thing like you, he'd tell you to slow down because you're playing it so fast oh right you could just rip through it <laughs> really, not really much different yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so you you play it real quick and real fast and they um but yeah we went i think we went to george's yep and um you wanted a candy apple red Stratocaster. Yep. <laughs> and it wasn't the, I don't think it was the real one. It was probably. It was a Mexican made, yeah. um, it was a Fender. Before Fender came out with um, their sub brand, which is um, whatever it's called, uh, they had a Mexican plant and they were making uh, Fenders, you mm -hmm. know, Fenders, but made in Mexico. It's called MIM Strat, is what they're called now, mm -hmm. you know, when you're looking back in time. But, and, it, and it's interesting because I think it was all the American stuff, but constructed in Mexico, I think. And, and it did, did really well. The, 
you know, played it for years. I played it forever. I, yeah. I, I snapped the neck in half on the, on the stage of the Mohawk during South by in 2013. <laughs> and because I broke three strings in the first stroke of the song <laughs> and like three different times, you know, mm-hmm. and I was so mad and everyone was trying to get away because <laughs> they were like, this band sucks. They can't even play their first, you know, note without having a broken string. And that's how I, I tried to retrieve everyone's attention. It was, it worked well, but <laughs> I still have it. I actually, somebody gave me a neck for it and I play it. I play it today. It's, it sounds amazing. I got a new pickup for it and that neck is it's a Lone Star custom neck. So it looks kind of like a custom guitar, but it's, you know, just a regular old guitar. It was great. It was, <laughs> it was perfect for you. That's funny. And, and it came with an amp. It came with like, it was like a whole, we got like a whole deal. We got the yeah, guitar so. and an amp. And I had the amp. Pretty worthless without that. It's like going yeah. home and you go, okay, I've got this thing I can look at. Can <laughs> actually do anything with it? Yeah. Uh, so that was cool. I remember, you know, we, I played a lot so of... So you what, must have been 12 or 11 or something, you're thinking? 10. I thought it was 10 when oh, I got that wow. guitar. Wow. That's... 10 is the number that I, I have in my mind. And I, I think it was for my 10th birthday that we went and got it. Wow. But, but I know that, you know, it, it kind of played on and off, you know, in church or, you know, and... I don't know when I started getting in bands, like 15. I, I, I think I can remember pictures of you with, uh, you're very small and this guitar is very big and mm-hmm. like, but you're playing it anyway kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So you must have been around there. Yeah. Somewhere in there. I think so. That's, that's amazing that you were playing that long and that early. It's really <laughs> cool. When was the, what was like the first band, I, uh, first band I was in was with Grayson, I think, and Ryan Swires. And that was here in in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, what is what are like some early music memories about with with me? Well, I remember you played at the town hall downtown for some big battle thing. of the bands. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool, really loud. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm very good, very good. I remember Ellis was wasn't mm-hmm. Ellis there, and he jumped up in the air and fell straight on his back onto the floor, like very painfully, a la Jim Carrey. Yeah. And, and I thought, he's dead. There's no way he could live through that. And he just kept playing. We were like a hardcore band. And it was just like we were playing as loud and as fast as possible and, and doing as much wild stuff as we possibly could fit into well, that. And, and somewhere shortly after that, you did Rebuild the City, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that was fantastic. That was cool. Yeah. yeah that, that was keys on that and mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. That's still a wonderful song. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. I, I came across a recording uh, we had this it was on MySpace back then for yeah, a while. Yeah, so true, we put yeah. it up on MySpace. That's it was right. like so good. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's still on there. It's craziness. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. That was like a big, you know, that was after all of the high school bands. You know, for me, it was like a string of high school bands that were hard and heavy bands and then got with, a, a you know, all of the main people from all of those different bands, you know, had kind of gone their own ways and then they had fizzled out and so we all regrouped and did one big project. It was like six of us or something. Mm-hmm. And that was that was really cool. Me and Ellis switched on and off with, with playing guitar and keys. And that was really the first time I ever played keys in anything. It was funny too because that spurred a whole section of my life where nobody wanted me to play <laughs> guitar. They wanted to play bass or keys because that was the thing that everyone needed. And ended up doing that for a year or so. Well, or and, the, and the songs that you guys were doing, especially that one, were very comes Queen-esque where they had all these different sections. There was almost a rap section in yeah. one of them and then, the, mm-hmm. you know, very um, melodic in some of them and it and then very rap head bangy too. Yeah, it had yeah. like this whole, <laughs> it was like four minutes long with all these different ways yeah. it went. 
And it was all done well, though. We only had one of those songs recorded. There was one called The Machine or something like that that we had written that we had a live... It was a live recording, but the person never stopped putting the ducking on the, on the kick drum. So we have... The only recording we have is every time there's a kick drum, the, the whole music just goes away to just a kick drum. So it's like you start hearing it in the background, then... You know, it was the worst. We were all like, this is it? This is our only version of the song? No. That's funny. Yeah, that was fun. Okay. So, and then... And then Somewhere, I think I met Adam. So after that band fizzled out, we we tried to record, and a, the guy who owned the studio died. <laughs> everyone got freaked out, and then everyone kind of went their own way. And then I met Adam, uh, and him and I started playing music. I think when I was eighteen, maybe seventeen, eighteen, eighteen, I think. Mm -hmm. And then the beginnings of Diesel and Dixie. Yep, Diesel and Dixie, and then and then him and I moved to New York when I was twenty one. Just yep. after I turned 21. Right. We played here for a little while. under Not even, we didn't play anywhere. We just were like trying to figure out what the heck we were doing, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then you ended up with Richie and that band, right? Mm -hmm. and that that one traveled to Austin. Yep. And was yep. based there for a while. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That, that was, we dragged Richie to, it was funny because Richie always, he never moved with us. He just moved afterwards. So mm -hmm. we'd go. And then he'd be like, I'm not going to New York. And then like two months later, he's like, I'm coming to New York. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he was the bouncer there at yeah, yeah. our cousin. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, well, that was the funny thing is every everyone just followed, you know, like I got a job at a bar and then all of a sudden Richie and Adam got jobs at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And somehow they yeah, would survive. Yeah, I've got two buddies that need jobs too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Fine. And then, uh, yeah, and then we uh, followed my buddy Olin and his, his wife Candace down to Texas. And then, uh, and then Richie moved back to Orlando. And then promptly moved back. He like moved away from New York at some point. And then when we moved to Texas, him and Holly, after they got married, they moved out there and been with us ever since, which is kind of cool. He does all of the voiceovers for the main episodes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just really funny. I made him go into the studio and, and basically, uh, basically just be like, I was like, you need to sound like a David Attenborough wizard. That's what I, <laughs> like, just do your best, you know. All right, so they'll know who Richie is and yeah, refer to him. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so give me, uh, give me a, a memory from yourself, you know, kind of real quick about what's, what's something that, a, a moment where music really impressed itself upon you in a big way? Well, there's a hundred of those. Um, I remember when I got good enough at it, um, I entered a, a talent contest. We were in the Bahamas. <laughs> we had taken the boat to the Bahamas and I was probably 18 years old and um, I could play pretty you know, decent James Taylor. And I didn't find out till afterwards why I won. That was because there was a giant spring break contingent there from North Carolina. Oh, nice. So I, you were like I, I had the, the deck stacked yeah. really well in my favor. I also followed some Canadian guys that did a Mr. Rogers thing that flopped horribly. <laughs> but um, I remember getting up and it was the most people I'd ever seen. Mm. Uh, you know, obviously most people I've ever played for either and being completely nervous. You know, how, when you're trying to move How many money, people do you think? Maybe six or seven hundred. Woo! Yeah. Nice. And the prime yeah. minister supposedly was there. Of the Bahamas? Of the Bahamas was there someplace. <laughs> Mr. Bahama? Yeah, Mr. Bahama. Doing tequila shots, probably. <laughs> but, um, you know, so anyway, got up. And you know how it takes forever to get the mic to where it needs to... I didn't have no plug-in, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just started... You've got a friend, you know. And the... 
you know, went, went nuts. Went nuts. Oh, man. And I was so happy to hear someone that actually could play some music <laughs> or do something. And then, you know, then I, I did a decent job of singing it and stuff. And so, anyway, that was like the... I was hooked. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's I'm funny. going to be a star. <laughs> Came down to earth later. But yeah. anyway, that was... I was a... I remember that moment for the rest of my life, probably, because then you... You know, afterwards, I was I got all kinds of proposals. <laughs> <laughs> Girls from North Carolina. <laughs> so anyway. So you from Bahamas? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really something. Hit from New Hampshire. So, um, you know, you did record a record, mm-hmm. and and that that was really cool. I was that kind was of so... a bucket list thing, right? Like, see if I could write some songs and see if I could, um, you know, it's it's okay. It's not <laughs> it's not great. It's great. It's, it's, you know, when you don't know if you can even write a song, you know, yeah. when you do one, you're like, okay, it can do that. <laughs> so that was good. Um, I think there's a few of them that are on there. The one, you know, the ones that were written with the most emotion mm. are kind of the sturdiest, mm. you know, that kind of hang in there. When I listen to that CD, some of it's just, oh, man. Cringeworthy. Yeah. In a way, yeah. You, wish you, you know, because we did it quick and you didn't do very many takes and you were like... And I'm never really not that good a guitar player. <laughs> it's like, my left hand is kind of spastic and stuff. So anyway. I thought it was pretty good. I, I was I was really impressed. It was uh, in a time where, you know, in my life, I was trying to figure out where that was going to be. You know, it was cool to see you go after that. You know, that mm-hmm. was something that really impressed upon me that, that it was something I wanted to do. And, you know, at some point coming around to recording another record, you know, and some more music... It, it didn't happen for a long time. And it was something that was like really, you know, man, I really, I really want to do that. I really want to do that. I really want to do that. Yeah. yeah it's cool. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, I mean, it was something like you have to give birth to. Yeah. You know, it's like you, oh, that's done. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it was something you have to, I think if you have it in you, you have to get it out of you. Yeah. Totally. Thing. And then sometimes there's just those, you know, those mornings with a cup of tea when you play something as beautiful as that Larivee and you're like, oh. And then you just, it's like the Larivee had it and it mm. just came and gave it to you. Mm. It's like, here, I have this little, you know, like this little beautiful chord right here. You know, what yeah. is that chord? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can build around that one pretty chord I just found. So I think sometimes the, the instrument itself seems to have it in, I'm getting mystical now. But yeah. anyway, I feel like that, that Larivee had a lot of songs in it when I got it. And it was like, oh, this thing has a few songs it wants me to learn. Yeah. So. I, you know, that's the end of the bigger podcast. That's one of the things we do at the end is we make everyone move to something that's uncomfortable because it's really interesting to see people who are creative, how, how it's a laser beam that is just put through a different prism, you know, or something. And it just always comes out. There's such interesting music that comes out. Some of it is hilarious. Some of it is really interesting and really impressive. And, you know, it's, it's really cool to see how, uh, how you're right. Like, I get behind an instrument I've never played. I get to play pedal steel. No idea what I was doing there. But then, you know, 10 minutes into it, and I'm like, I really like this one thing I'm doing. You know, I really, like, that's what I'm drawn to. You know, it's, it's interesting. Well, it helps if you have really talented musicians. True. Yeah. The, the rest of us would be like, <laughs> I don't know. We, we tried to add, uh, I was saying this, we tried to add a tambourine to one of the songs on the CD, and nobody in the room could play the damn tambourine. <laughs> Nobody can shake this thing the longer than it's terrible. A bunch of white guys all trying to, I don't know how to do it. Finally, finally 
Finally, someone came in that could play it. And like, it was a rhythm player, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, actually could do it. But you, you know, it's it's hard when you, especially when you listen to a recording of it. You're like, yeah. oh, that's yeah, awful. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Is that happening anywhere near the beat, or what's <laughs> happening there? Um, so, uh, last part of this is that we jam out. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, this is a, uh, it's, it's, I'm really glad you did this with me because a lot of people who are in this seat, especially from many episodes are terrified that, you know, that they're, whatever they're going to produce isn't going to be great or isn't going to be well received. And I, you know, I think that this is actually, it's actually a beautiful thing that we do because, uh, it's not, it's not so much about the end goal. You know, it, it, this is more about just kind of creating something and being, you know, Trying to find what, what music is, is hiding, you know, mm-hmm. so um, why don't you, I'm, I'm going to make you start it again. Okay. Uh, why don't you kind of pick something that you, you like and I'll do finger picking with you. Okay. Or of some sort. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to go. Into the D for a second. So 
melodies not so good with lyrics. for being on the Sound Wizard podcast. pleasure. Pleasure was all mine. It was wonderful. I hope you do well with this endeavor. <laughs> Thank you. Of the many endeavors I've done. Yes. <laughs> all right. Bye, y'all. <laughs>